All right. Uh, welcome to episode number 49 with Firefighter Podcast. Uh, today we got Grant Schwalbe out of Florida and Justin McWilliams out of Oregon. Today's a little bit, uh, we're going to do things a little bit different. Um, we've had 48 stories so far with 48 firefighters um, making rescues uh, around the country. But December 9th, uh, 2020, there's a very special story that hit a lot of our hearts across this country. And we reached out to the Davidson family if they could uh, share their story uh, with us because they're, um, they, were, they were able to work as a family and successfully save one of their own. Yeah. Doing things that, that uh, some other firefighters or departments aren't willing to do. Nicole, could you walk us through what happened on the night of December 9th? Um, we had went to bed about 8.30. Um, everything was fine. Um, at 11.30, I was woken up, and and it was just as if someone, you know, I have, I have children, and it was like someone came to the bed and woke me up. Um, I sat up, and from our bed, I could see the front door, and through our front window, and we had the glass pane on the front door, I could see the flames. Um, they were starting to enter into the living room at the ceiling above the window. And at that point, um, I screamed for my husband and the smoke alarm started going off throughout the house. Um, he grabbed a fire extinguisher to, you know, try to buy me time to get to the kids. Um, I got the boys because they were the closest to the fire. And as I went out, we had French doors that went out onto our back deck. And as I opened the doors, um, got the boys out, Eli actually broke free from my hand. He screamed dad and ran back toward, toward my husband. And he kind of pretty much chucked him out the back door at me um, and went back for our daughter. And at that point, there was a flashover. Um, and he wasn't able to get to her. So her room is probably about six feet off of our back deck. And, and um, he found there was a bed frame on the back deck and he picked that up and, you know, broke her window. And um, the problem is, is the window will hit you about forehead level. And he was not able to... Uh, to get into the window. There was nothing to climb on. And Eli came toward him and he picked Eli up, set him in the window. And her crib is probably about five feet from the window. Um, and he said, get sister. And he proceeded to say, dad, I can't, dad, I'm too scared. And he said, get sister, she will die. And he said, dad, I've got her. And he brought her to the window and my husband handed her to me and he grabbed Elon. Of course, you know, we made our way from the home. As the fire was coming into the bedroom. And at that point, as he got Eli out of the window and we started to run from the home, flames were in her room. So it was a very crucial timing. And, you know, it, it amazes me that Eli, even in his fear, was able to do, again, what most grown adults can't do. 
And I told him that night and I said, baby, you will always be my hero. And I said, don't let anyone ever tell you you're not brave. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that our family's okay. You know, you use some good terms like flashover and stuff that a lot of our firefighters listening can, can relate to. How did your background as firefighters play into your game plan? You guys reacted pretty quickly, but can you kind of talk us through what your thoughts were as, as things were kind yeah. of going down? Well, I mean, to be honest, at that point, you know, I knew what it was going to do. I'm used, you know, you, when you work with fire, you, you start to learn its mannerisms and you know what's about to happen. And I think that was a big factor in us getting out safely. But I'll be honest with you. She went into mommy mode and I went into the tactical mode. Yeah. So, Chris, why don't you uh, talk, talk to us tactical mode a little bit? I heard you guys used, used fire extinguisher. And maybe can you talk to us about how the layout of the house was uh, for people that aren't familiar with your area? We're Tennessee. It's a diverse area. There's uh, hills. There's flat ground. We lived on the hillside. Uh, when I got when I went into the uh, tactical mode, I it was just coming in the house at that time over the uh, or Christmas tree. Uh, the house was filling up with smoke, and it was. I knew what was the coming because it was that is the darkest smoke that I have ever seen in my life. I've been in hundreds of house fires. A march will be 25 years as a volunteer fire department uh, member. I've been everything from uh, just a regular firefighter to assistant chief. When when she screamed at me to get up, I told her to grab the kids and. I wasn't worrying about the kids at that time. I know she had them. I was just trying to buy them some time to where they could get out. Were Were the kids in the same room, in different rooms? They, they were separate rooms. The boys were in the front of the house, and the, their baby girl, Aaron, was in the back of the house. Were um, Were the Were the kid? You, your kids sleep with their doors closed? Yes. No. Oh, okay. We 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 practice what we preach. All right. Good. Very good. We're, we were the type that had a fire alarm in every room, had fire extinguishers in every quadrant of the house, just in case something like this happened, and we prayed that nothing never would, and it did. So, so Chris, t take us to um, going to the outside. You guys are out, and you guys know that your baby girl is still inside, like, what were the actions? What did you see? Like, where, where was the fire at? Where was the smoke at? What did, and then step us through that portion. The fire had come through the front of the house. It started on the front porch. We, we assumed that's what we've seen. It ain't been determined yet, but officially. But it had come to the front of the house and was coming through the middle, and it had done spread out by the time we got out of the house. I turned around when I threw Eli out of the house to go back in, and I was crawling. And he hit it already, flashed over once, and she was stepping it up. She was rolling. It was, it was full, full flames everywhere. 
I realized that I could not get out of the or get her out that way. So I stepped back out of the house. We were in her underwear that night. Nothing else. It was it was too quick. And I'm I'm the one that's prepared. I leave stuff at the foot of the bed and everything else, but when it's when it's your youngins in your house, you don't think of all that stuff. But I proceeded to make sure that they were out. When I realized I couldn't get to her, I stepped back out of the uh, on the back porch, and I had procrastinated for I ain't going to tell you how long. About six months. <laughs> to put a uh, Hollywood bed frame in their uh, storage building. He was it had to be meant to be. It had to be God's plan because that's what I grabbed. I busted the window and cleared all the glass around it that I could. And I was trying my best to make entry into the house, but it, like she said, it hit you that head high. And before all this happened, there was anything and everything that you could stand on to get in that window. We could not find nothing whatsoever. And I seen Eli there and I just improvised. And so what, when you broke out that window, was there any smoke coming out of there at that time? What color was it? It was black. And it was starting to move into her room at that point. So at that point, it started burning through the door. Yep. Holy shit. Like, sorry, excuse my language, Eli. Um, like, just be a parrot. Like, the decisions you guys make, I mean, life-saving, heroic. You guys are amazing. Like, how, what gave you the courage to both, you, like, to get for you guys to, like, um, trust Eli to, uh, to go into that room? and grab his baby sister to be honest we didn't have a choice he and was I, there and we just and this is also the child that tells everyone about his baby brother and his baby sister and loves them unconditionally and honestly no it was not a thought out moment it was a just that it was an action but there's not a doubt in my mind that Eli would fail his baby sister. Um, when you guys were volunteering, had either one of you guys ever practiced or performed a vent in her search? Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, that was one of the things that we practiced regularly at our fire department. We just, like I said before, we just divide and conquer. But that's the first thing we do is vent. We have a ventilation team. That's what they're doing while our boys were packing up to go in the go in. Eli, when you went in the window, what was it like in there? Was it hot? Was it smoky? Were your eyes? Did your eyes burn or anything, or did you have a hard time finding your sister? Or how did how did you get to your sister so quickly? I didn't see her, but then I saw her move in her eyes, so I got. Did you call out to her or anything? No, I just didn't speak because the smoke. Did you have to stay low, or could you kind of walk a little bit? I I just did you hunk her down? I just walked. Was she, was she hard to get out of the crib, or how'd you get her out of the crib? Well, I just like like got her by her arm and then got. Her. You got to realize her baby girl will weigh probably what half of what he does. She's a ch she's a chunky little girl. She's it, asleep. 
it was he's hard sometimes for us to pick her up and then you just handed her out to your dad and then you hopped out he handed her out to me and while i i literally chucked her at my wife because far was coming in the room at that time i was more concentrated on getting him out sister's got bruises but i'm glad i'd rather her have a bruise is not to be here Hey, Eli, when uh, when your dad put you up in that window, how did you get in the window? Did you, like, straddle it? Did you kind of dive in head first? How would you get in that window? I just put my feet down and then walked. I lifted, I lifted him straight up and slid him in the window that was broke. Okay. And then the, then the door was shut, Eli? When you, did you notice that the door was shut or anything, or it's just too smoky and you're just trying to get your sister? I only saw the smoke. Yeah, be that. But I sort of, I sort of saw the handle, but not the whole door. Yeah. And then, how'd you get back out of the window? I climbed out, and then Dad got me. Yeah. He came to he came to the window, and I glass was everywhere. Me and him both were cut up pretty bad now, but it's healing. But I was trying to gently but quickly get him out of there since the fire had breached that door. At that time, he had been made it in the ceiling and was coming through. Within a matter of two minutes from us getting up, the entire house was fully involved. I have never seen a house go that quick. How long did it take for the first fire uh, apparatus to get on scene? It seemed like forever, but sure. five, five to ten minutes, I guess. Okay. We're about two to three miles away from the uh, department. All right. And from the pictures, what I saw, I mean, it's a total loss. It is. I mean, I, don't, I didn't see any, any room standing. No. So as a parent and as a family... Um, I want you maybe to speak to some of the firefighters that are out there, you know, uh, from being in the service, you know, two in, two out and risk a lot to save a lot. Uh, when it's your family inside, uh, there's nothing more important and you want them just to be prepared to do their job. Can you talk a little bit to maybe some fire chiefs that think vetting or search is too dangerous or, or their, their members uh, should wait until there's adequate personnel before they go in and, and try to save somebody? From a safety officer perspective, um, you know, I'm very big on two in, two out. But let me also say, as a parent, as, as having now having, you know, personal knowledge, um, I, I feel vent inner search is more important now than I ever did. And I've always felt that it was very crucial, but now it's personal. In the Tennessee, I know Claiborne County for the longest time, we did the top finder stickers that we put on the windows and everything else. So we sent them home every time we did a fire program at schools, we sent them home. And I think that right there needs to come back and it needs to be pushed because that gives you an idea that that child might be there, that that you need to take that risk for that room. And you know, one thing that I always remember, um, you know, they, t they teach you about that children hide. 
And yes, of course, children hide. But they don't teach you about a child in a crib that has no opportunity. They have no way of of escape or, you know, I mean. Their fate's sealed if something don't happen real quick. And I've played this scenario out in my head different ways a hundred times. And every other scenario, you know, my entire family, not everybody made it out. And, you know, I, t- I told my husband, I said, I know when I opened the back door, those French doors to go out to the back deck with the kids, I said, I know I fueled that fire because I gave it all the oxygen that it needed. And I said, but at that moment, my house was the least of my concerns. You know, preserving my family was, was top priority. And, you know, I, I work in a nursing home facility and I look at, at the elderly and you take people who aren't, you know, physically capable of, of escaping. And it really makes vent inner search so much more crucial because you don't know, you know, it's that potential that you could save that life that had no other option. And... You know, if I, th- I told my husband, I said, if, if through our story, we are yeah. able to save one child, then losing my home was worth it. I, I don't doubt that the, um, that this story will change lives in fire departments and firefighters. Like, it just will. Um, we've been pushing for a lot of things in the fire service, you know, especially like getting under search, going beyond the door, you know, just, not just stopping by at one room and going beyond. So that's why right. this was so important for us to reach out because, you know, there's firefighters with full gear, breathing air that have a hundred people on scene. They won't do this, go through a window. But so Eli, like, what do you think? Do you think going through a window, when you close your door at night and if you have a house fire, that a firefighter coming through a window to come rescue you, you think that's a good idea? Mm-hmm. All right. So you've done it in real life now. So you're, you're, you're going to tell fire chiefs and captains and firefighters out there that, that that's a good way to come get you and your sister. You have to go do your, your the baby's door or the big boy's door. All right. I'm at a window. The window. The window. Yes. Awesome. Because their rooms ain't on fire yet, so you still have a chance. Yes, sir. I'm proud of you. We are very proud of you. That's pretty awesome. And Davidson family, we're so fortunate you guys shared the story. Eli, thank you for sharing your story and being not afraid to tell people about the stuff. And, you know, like we said before, this story got shared all across social media by aggressive firefighters that just want to go in and save people. Um, And the mission that we do with this podcast is to share stories of success of people getting saved. And your story is definitely helping people. Um, we let the firefighters out there know how important it is to go in, that time's important. You could hear that in, in Nicole's voice uh, and that fire departments should not only support 
aggressive searches, but encourage it. Absolutely. In, in the show notes, we'll have some notes, but we'll also have a link because uh, the family has a GoFundMe page set up. Our friend has set up a GoFundMe page for the family um, that we can help them uh, try to try to rebuild as best we can. And we've also got, uh, we designed up those cool stickers of you guys that, that mimics the top finders and uh, guys can go to the brothers in battle website and, and get those stickers and display them and all the money raised will help out the family. So thank you guys. Thank you, Justin, Eli, you're so brave. You're an inspiration. Absolutely. Say thank you. It's amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you, buddy. Like, man, so proud of you guys. All the whole family. It's an amazing story. And, I'm glad that uh, you guys all get to be together for, for Christmas and heck the rest of you guys' lives. That's awesome. Yes.